Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. Happy holidays, everybody. Eric G with Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. I thought we'd have some fun here and try an experiment because I found the first time that I was on Around the House. Now, if I go back in the Wayback Machine here, before it was Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, it was Around the House with Eric G. Before that was Around the House with Handyman Bob and Eric G. And before that was around the house with handyman bob i found the first episode where i appeared on around the house back in our archives which i thought was kind of cool this is back in february 1st of 2014 so i thought why not put this up for a throwback thursday for everybody to listen laugh at me i don't think i even had a beard at this point i actually know i didn't have a beard at this point and uh you can hear my higher voice, my younger voice, and uh, listen to how the show was way back then. So take a listen. Have some fun. Handyman Bob's still around. Great guy. I took over from him when he retired as he wanted to get on to enjoying his weekends away from radio. So enjoy. Sit back. Have a good little time on a Thursday and take a peek if you'd like. This is kind of a funny one. It still makes me chuckle thinking about way back when. Now let's run out to that first time Eric G was on Around the House. It's Around the House with Handyman Bob on a Northwest Lifestyle Saturday. Here's Handyman Bob on your breaking news, traffic and weather station, FM News 101. Hey, it's Saturday. In fact, it's the first Saturday of February. Weather's pretty good today. Tomorrow, I understand, there's a uh, there's a little football game that you may want to watch. So if you're going to work around the house, this would be the day to do it. And it's six minutes past noon. And what all that means is it's time to strap on your tool belt, grab that honeydew list, and work around the house with Handyman Bob. We're in good hands today, you and I. We've got Christina Kemp. She's in the tool crib. She keeps all the tools sharp. David Shirtliff, he's out here in the communications center. He'll be answering the phones today. And speaking of phones, I want you to write down one of these numbers. 503-417-9595 or the toll-free number is 877-733-1011. Now that's how you and I are going to talk about your projects and how you're going to talk with my guests today. Of course, you can also reach me by email to handyman at kxl.com. So what's the show all about? Well, it's all about home improvement. Anything having to do with maintenance, repair, remodeling, or renovation, it's all fair game. The first Saturday of every month is Guest Expert Saturday on Around the House. And what that does is give me an, an opportunity to introduce you to somebody you might not meet otherwise or run into on the street. And today's guest expert also happens to be a brand new sponsor to the show. Joining me in the studio today is Eric, Eric Gorenson. I'll get it right yet. Eric Gorenson from Lake Oswego Kitchen and Math. And you're definitely going to want to talk to Eric. So you better write down one of these phone numbers, 
or toll-free, 877-733-1011. And we're going to do something today that we normally avoid on this show. We're going to get into the world of politics just a little bit, and we'll do it with Eric, and we'll probably do it in the second segment. I think you're going to agree that it was a good decision once you hear what we're talking about. And I'm also pleased to bring back a longtime sponsor of the show, 30 Seconds Outdoor Cleaning Products. Winter's coming to an end, and uh, the days are getting longer. The sun is staying out more. So it's going to be time for you to get rid of all that moss, mold, and algae around your around your yard and uh, around your house outside. And so we're going to make it possible for you to win a gallon of the product of your choice today. And all you're going to have to do is send me your handy tip of the week. You're part of the smartest listening audience in Home Improvement Talk Radio, so I know you've got lots of great tips to share. Maybe it's, well, how to cover scratches in wood furniture, or maybe the best way to clean glass shower doors, or how to restore an old paintbrush. You get the idea. You're the handy person in your home, so share a tip with me, and you can do it by email to handyman at kxl.com, or you can post it to my Facebook page, Ask Handyman Bob. Then at 1.30, we're going to randomly select from all the entries, and we'll get back to you with information how you can claim your prize. Right now, though, it's time for me to welcome my guest expert, Eric Gorenson from Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath. Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath. All right. Eric, welcome to Around the House. Thanks for having me. You know, I've been chatting with Eric on uh, Facebook now for quite some time. Um, he's, uh, got a line of cabinets that I'm intrigued by because they are made in America. They are U.S. made and everybody who listens to this show knows that I, if you cut me, I bleed red, white, and blue. Uh, plenty of us do. Plenty yeah. Of us do. And so I love the, the, the decision that you've made there to, uh, to align yourself with American made cabinets. So I'll tell you what, I've kind of set the stage. We've got about eh, five minutes till we go into the next break. Why don't you just give us a quick overview of who is Eric Gorenson, what is Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath? Well, thanks for having me on the show today. It's a pleasure. A little background on myself. Uh, I've got about 20 years in the kitchen and bath industry. I've been doing this for a little bit, Uh, as well as I'm a certified kitchen designer through the National Kitchen and Bath Association. Uh, That certification means I had eight years of experience and then went through an eight-hour test, which is similar to taking kind of the bar exam for the kitchen and bath world. So that's kind of my background. Uh, and I moved down here about actually a year ago to start Like a Swigo Kitchen and Bath because I saw that there was such a great need in the area for my business model and American-made cabinets. So what's your business model and how does it differ from others? You know, there's a lot of design-build firms down in the Portland area, which means that the homeowner walks in and sees the contractor uh, who also has a designer, a salesperson, a drafts person. There's all these different people, which can give you this great full-service feel. But the problem is, is you, the homeowner, now has to pay for all the overhead in that full-service feel. So you're paying for all of these people to work on the process. And my business model gets you the same level of service without that high markup and that high overhead. How do you do that? Pretty simple. We don't. Uh, we actually just deal with the cabinetry and the materials themselves. We don't run the contractor through our own books. So we are the design and sales side of it, and then we align with great contractors in the area that we've worked with that we actually just refer you over to. So you're going to write a check to us for materials. You're going to write a check to them for 
the labor and their expertise, and it saves you a ton of money just right off the bat with that. But at the same time, you get the same level of service and all of those things that you'd want in your kitchen, just a lot less money. I just heard you say they write a check to you for the materials, but you didn't say anything about writing a check to you for the design. Actually, we don't charge design fees. That's you, the other thing. That's whoa, huge. that's big. You can walk into a design firm around here and pay 3000 4000 5000 for a person with you know my credentials to draw out the kitchen. Uh, as long as you're buying the cabinets through us, there are no design fees. That's pretty powerful. That, it, it, and it worked for you in a previous market. Yep. And the, uh, in the Northwest here, uh, we got to be a, uh, a big player up in the Seattle market up there and uh, kind of got tired of traffic and wanted to get down into uh, beautiful Portland area. And if it sounds like he's pretty comfortable on the radio, give us a little background there, too. Uh, I've, yeah, in Seattle, I was on uh, Como Radio up there as well as on uh, Cairo Radio up there. And I've been the uh, expert on both those channels in the Seattle market. And prior to that? Prior to that, yes, before I was a kitchen and bath designer, I had a radio talk show and, uh, and uh, did drive time and stuff in eastern Washington. So he is very comfortable when it comes to uh, talking on the microphone. He's very comfortable talking on the telephone. And I would invite you to give him a call if you have any questions. Normally, he doesn't charge for his advice. And today, he's not going to charge you for his advice. Give him a call at 503-417-9595 or 877-733-1011. And, of course, it's always the house rule here that uh, it's not just the guest you're going to be talking to. If you've got a problem with a toilet or you've got a problem with a sticky door or you've got a problem with a drippy faucet or you just want to talk about why your home is uh, so cold in the winter and so hot in the summer and you can't seem to get any control over it, Give me a call because I'll be glad to field those questions too. It's just that the first Saturday of every month I try and bring an expert in a subject so that I can give you an opportunity to talk with that expert on an area that I don't necessarily have a lot of expertise in. And I'm not a designer. I know a lot of designers, and every one of them is important to your process when, you, uh, when you're doing a kitchen, you're doing a bath, there are designers who design whole homes. There are designers who focus, as, uh, as Eric does. I'm kind of the, ki- the brain surgeon of the interior design industry is that we, I focus on that kitchen and bath space and home offices and that kind of things. So we balance that form and function uh, as well, just making it look pretty and, and, more importantly, look like your space. You know, I have spent a great deal of time looking at your website and there's something that really intrigued me. I have no idea what piece of my little tiny house I would be able to give up, but you do beautiful wine cellars. Yeah, we're partnered up with Keswick Wine Cellars out of the East Coast and they're all made out of mahogany and they do affordable but absolutely gorgeous wine cellars. Just drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, and yeah. they put them together. They're you know they come in. You can almost install them like a kitchen, so you're not getting a whole stack of kindling out there. They come in sections and are pretty easy to install for the contractor. So they're in and out, and absolutely gorgeous stuff. Yep, they really are. And speaking of your website, where will they find you? Actually, at locabinetry.com. Locabinetry.com because it's Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath. Okay, so locabinetry.com. Hey, that's an easy one to remember. And if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Around the House with Handyman Bob. My guest expert today is Eric Gorenson. He's the owner of Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath. If you've got questions or comments, we want to hear from you. 
And I'll take all those calls at 503-417-9595 or 877-733-1011. And we'll do it just as soon as Around the House returns. Welcome back. Or if you're just joining us, this is the Radio Northwest Network, and you're listening to Around the House with Handyman Bob. This guest expert Saturday on my guest is Eric Gorenson from Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath. And as a reminder, we're also welcoming back an old friend, 30 Seconds Outdoor Cleaning Products. You know them all. There's the original 30 Seconds Outdoor Cleaner, Spray and Walk Away, and 30 Seconds Outdoor Painters Prep. You can enter to win a gallon of the product of your choice today just by sending me your handy tip of the week. Now, what tip can you share with me that you make use of for your honeydew list? What do you do that makes your honeydew list easier? What do you do in your shop? What do you do around the house? Send it by email to handyman at kxl.com, or you can post it to my Facebook page, Ask Handyman Bob. We'd love to have you join us in the conversation with questions or comments. The numbers in the studio are 503-417-9595. And the toll-free number here is 877-733-1011. And I mentioned as I set up the show that we were going to do something we normally don't do on Around the House. We're going to get just a little bit political here. And uh, I think that it's just kind of appropriate for me to turn this over to Eric and let him introduce it. But... uh, uh, it's something that we have faced in Oregon before. It's something you dealt with in Washington uh, before, and it is rearing its ugly head again. You want to fill us in on it? Yeah, they've basically in the down in Salem, Oregon, here at the uh, beautiful Senate. They are starting to have a hearing here tomorrow. Actually, it's on Monday. So what we're talking about is Senate Bill fifteen twenty one, which is going to license all interior designers in the state of Oregon. If it passed, it would license them. Correct. Okay, so uh, what's wrong with licensing an interior designer? Here's the problem, is that they want uh, these certain regulations that would put about 95% of us out of work. We would not be able to practice the art of interior design. Wouldn't you just go buy a license? Oh, that'd be great, except what the rules are. And uh, the, the tiny group that is trying to start this whole legislation process to create this licensing board they want to keep everybody out, so there's no competition. Okay, so what are the requirements? Well, for instance, even though I've got 20 years' experience and I'm a uh, certified kitchen designer through the National Kitchen and Bath Association, even though I've taken all that test, I would have to go back to school, get my bachelor's degree, get my master's degree, take their uh, eight-hour test, pass that, and then work as an unpaid intern for two years under another licensed state interior designer. Uh, wait a minute. That's to design a kitchen or a bath? Correct. Okay. I work with builders who are design-build. They can build a whole house. They can build a whole subdivision. They don't have to have a bachelor's or a master's degree. They have a license. It's a CCB license. Sure. I work with electricians who are licensed, many of whom don't have a bachelor's or a master's degree. I work with plumbers who plumb your whole house. So what are they justifying licensing interior designers for? Well, this is a national uh, push. In every state, there has been introductory legislation trying to get this. And as of last year, they uh, were not successful across the United States in passing new legislation. But every year, this comes up again. 
Now here what they're trying to do is they're trying to, um, again, it's there. there's no health, safety, or welfare need with it. Uh, there really isn't a good reason for this except that they want to be able to force uh, less competition as well as put a stamp on things. And by creating this new stamp, now you've put another requirement. Let's say that you've got a duplex uh, for a rental unit and you want to remodel the kitchens and get it updated to be a rental unit again. You would actually have to go have an interior designer stamp before you got your permits on your plans. It would be one more step that you'd have to pay for. And, and there's the answer. Yeah, you're going to have to pay for it. There's no question about it. Um, how are how are they justifying it, though? What? Well, I, I mean, there's really not much of a justification. They just but, say that there's a need. There's they're they're saying there's health, safety, and welfare, but there's not one single instance that is a legitimate, actual, measured instance where this would save somebody's life. Or there's no major event that this would do. They're just trying to create this. Walk us in thirty seconds or less. Walk us through. What you do as a kitchen and bath designer to create a kitchen or bath design that is going to ultimately get built by a, a contractor? Yeah, so I'm going to go out. I'm going to measure up the kitchen, the space. I'm going to meet with the clients, find out what their wants and needs are. I'm going to go back to my design studio, design it out, uh, thus keeping in mind building codes, regulations that are already protecting their health, safety, and welfare that has to be inspected before they can take occupancy into that space. And then I'm going to meet back with that client again where we sit there and discuss it, order materials. And then after that, all the trades have to make that happen, which again are inspected through the licensing process. Okay. So you're going to create a design that has some boxes that we call cabinetry. Yes. Some hard surfaces, Mm -hmm. floor and countertops. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, probably do some color specification. Yep, color, door styles, molding samples, all those things. I'm still looking for the health safety aspect there. Yeah, and you have to take those plans and submit them into the city to get your permit anyway, so they're going to inspect them there. The most dangerous thing about it would be if the plan's caught on fire. That's about it. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I don't see the justification. But but here's the more ridiculous part of the whole thing, is that they have a big, big box store exemption. So if you walked into a big box home improvement store and they pass this licensing, you could get the kid that was just pushing carts two days before that was just promoted into the interior design department there at the store, the kitchen design part of the store, and he could legally do it, but I would have to go get a master's degree and pass this test. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get I I understand where this is coming from, I think. It's... Um job security for a very, mm-hmm. very small number of people. A handful. Okay. Hey, if you've got any thoughts on that, I like I said, we don't normally get political on here, but that one sounds like just pure BS to me, and that's not Bob Strong. <laughs> uh, I mean, it just it, it sounds a little bit insane, but if you've got thoughts on it, share them with us at uh, 877-733-1011 or 503-417-9595. Hey, I think you can see why it's so easy for the old handyman to get behind Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath. Eric's an interesting guy, and he'd like to talk with you, too. So be sure to write down one of those numbers. Give me a call right now at 503-417-9595 and our toll-free number, 877-733-1011. We'll talk with Eric. We'll take your calls. We'll talk about your toilet or anything else around the house. 
and I'll take those calls just as soon as Around the House returns. Welcome back to Around the House with Handyman Bob. My mission is simple. I'm here to help you knock out your honeydew list or maybe get started with a major home improvement project. We can talk about anything having to do with maintenance, repair, remodeling, or renovation of your home. And the numbers to reach us here are 503-417-9595-877-733-1011. Let's not waste that opportunity because we've got Jay in Brightwood. Hi, Jay. Welcome to Around the House. Hey, Bob. How you doing? I'm doing well. What can we help you with today? I wanted to comment on the permit thing you were talking about. And, you know, it's it's kind of crazy. But I think what they don't realize is, I, my impression is they're just trying to get extra money and uh, prolong the process. The real problem is is that when when you go to have something done and you start going through this arduous process of trying to get a permit for this and that and this and that, um, People get tired of dealing with it, and they'd rather just forego the whole permit process, which negates the whole reason for doing it and causes safety issues in the long run. I know a bunch of people that, that have work done that just don't want to deal with the process because they're afraid of, of extra money involved or the, the inspector coming out and then finding something else that has nothing to do with the project and requiring you to get a permit or update that, too. You know, you're absolutely... Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jay. And actually, this one is even more insidious than that. And uh, it's because it not only has to do with permitting, but it has to do with actual licensing of the designer. And I'm going to turn it back to Eric at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. They've passed uh, a similar legislation in Florida. And to give you a great example was there was an interior designer that was on that TV show called Big Brother up in New York. She showed up up there and they introduced her on the show as a interior designer from the state of Florida. Uh, weeks later in the mail, she received a fine from the state of Florida for $5,000 for practicing interior design in the state of Florida without a license. And the reality was she had not been practicing interior design in Florida for two years at that point. Correct. And ironically, they just said that practicing interior design means she could state she was an interior designer. And at that point, she was advertising her services, and that's what they nailed her on. Wow. Wow. Jay, thank you so much for joining us on Around the House and for listening to the show. I really appreciate that. Uh, we've got Wayne in Medford. Uh, looks like he's got a question. Hi, Wayne. Welcome to Around the House. Hi, Bob. What can I help I got, you with? I got water heaters. Maybe I lived in the house like eight years, but I never have a problem with it. And a couple weeks ago, uh, weeks ago and the water stopped to drip from the closer uh, well. So I bought a new one and changed it, and a couple later, he's doing the same thing. Okay, if you've got water dripping from the uh, T&P valve, the uh, the, uh, temperature and pressure relief valve, and you've replaced it and it's doing it again, um, now's the time, I think, Wayne, for maybe, maybe you ought to bring a plumber out and take a look at it, because that thing may actually be telling you it's over-temp or over-pressurized. Uh, it, oh. it may not be the valve failing. It may be, in fact, over-pressurized and starting to release. Okay. So if I buy a new one, can I change it myself, or I need to hire a plumber? 
Uh, I would bring a plumber in because if this is if this is a brand new one and it's doing what the old one did. But but no, it's not a new one. I bought a new pressure well. I changed the I changed it myself the pressure well. Yes. And the water heater is about eight years old. Yeah. But but it's not brand new. But I changed the new new uh, pressure well. Right. Yep. I yeah. I I understand that, Wayne. Um, what I'm saying is. You've already changed the pressure relief valve, and yeah. and it's doing the same thing that the old one did. That tells me that that tank may be under too high a pressure, and it uh-huh. may be forcing its way past that pressure valve without without completely opening the valve. It may be be forcing it to drip. You may actually have a problem that it's trying to solve for you. Uh, if you've if you've replaced it and you got the same symptoms at this point, I'd bring in a professional and have them uh, uh, assess it for you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you. Hey, and listen. Thanks so uh, thanks so much for listening. You must be listening to us down there on uh, News Talk AM eight eighty KCMX. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Well, I do appreciate the fact you're listening to the show and that you gave us a call. And that's what this show is all about. We're here to help you. And uh, if you've got Home improvement questions, whether it's a an overpressurized hot water heater or a drippy faucet or a runny toilet or a sticky door or maybe fiberglass shower enclosure and you can't seem to get the darn thing clean or you want to know a little bit about kitchen and bath design, I've got a guest expert in the studio today. It's Eric Gorenson from Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath. He's been doing this for 20 years. I think he knows a little bit about what he's talking about. <laughs> yep, a little bit. It's just, you know, it's funny. That hot water heater question is amazing. When I had a, a client where they were having that same problem, and they were having uh, high water pressure from the city, so the guy had put two water heaters in, and it was something absolutely nothing to do with the uh, With the water, water heater, heater itself. And the water heater was just getting enough expansion out. And yep. finally when the plumber shows up, he goes, oh, wait a minute, you've got too high a water pressure coming into the house. You know, that's a, that, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because... There is a very inexpensive gauge that you can buy, and you can just put it right on a hose bib, right outside when, on, on your hose connection, and measure what the city-provided water pressure is. It's, I don't think that gauge costs $10. And you put it on and turn on the faucet, and it just immediately tells you what the water pressure is, and it should be in the range of 50, 60, 70 pounds, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I have gone to homes where it's well over 100 pounds, and that will damage plumbing. Oh, yeah. Faucets, toilets, you start blowing parts apart pretty quickly. Yep. That uh, gets scary quick. And you run into that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Kitchen and bath design. Kitchen and bath design, yeah. Darn right. Why is my faucet failing like this? Yeah, this is my fourth faucet in three years, and I've got three different brands. You start looking at what what's going on. Yeah. And, and that's why I suggested to him that it sounds as though maybe that pressure relief valve is trying to tell him something. It's like when a circuit breaker trips. Well, I went out and I reset it, and it tripped again. Well, did you check and see what the overload was on the circuit? (laughs) That circuit breaker is telling you something. And you know what I would like? I'd like your handy tip of the week. I want to know, share with us, what secret do you have for maybe cleaning a paintbrush or getting scratches out of your wood furniture or... Uh, how do you clean your windows or clean your shower enclosure or the glass shower doors? Um, do you have a, a special jig that you've got on your table saw? Let us know what it is that you've created, what it is that you do, 
send it to handyman at kxl.com. And uh, along in the second hour, about 1.30, we're going to select a winner today. And what we're going to do is get you a, a gallon of the 30 Seconds Outdoor Cleaning product of your choice. comes from Collier Manufacturing, and it could be the original 30 Seconds Outdoor Cleaner. It could be Spray and Walk Away, or it could be Outdoor Painter's Prep. All three wonderful products, and you get a free gallon of it. All you have to do to um, enter and, and, and possibly win is email me with your handy tip of the week. And this is going to be a, a regular feature on the show, so be thinking about it today. And, if you, you know, think about what you do. This is, you know, Eric, I am so fortunate. I believe I have the smartest listening audience in Home Improvement Talk Radio. Oh, you got some great people on here. No question about it. These folks, it, and here's the neat part. When a subject comes up and the old handyman says, ooh, I don't know, <laughs> but is there anybody who does? The phones just light up, and people do. They've got an answer, and usually it's dead on. People helping people, nothing better than that. That is what it's all about, is people helping people. And if you want to join in the conversation here, people helping people, well, be sure to write down one of these numbers and give us a call, 503 503- Four one seven nine five nine five and eight seven 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 three three one zero one one, and we'll talk with you and we'll take all of those calls and we'll do it just as soon as around the house returns. Welcome back to Around the House with Handyman Bob. Hey, my mission's simple. I'm here to help you knock out your honey-do list or maybe get started with a major home improvement project. And we can talk about anything having to do with maintenance, repair, remodeling, or renovation. One of the other things that I love to do, and I do it this time each week, is share some tips on the care and feeding of your home. Your home is likely your biggest investment, which begs the question, what are you doing to properly care for and protect your home? Handyman Bob's here with maintenance and repair tips you must use. So now let's care and feed your home with Handyman Bob. The care and feeding of your home is a weekly feature brought to you by Terra Firma Foundation Systems. They provide basement waterproofing, crawl space repair, seismic retrofit, and foundation stabilization and repair services. And they do it in homes and businesses throughout Oregon and Washington. Their CCB number is 173547. And inasmuch as my guest today is a kitchen and bath designer, I thought the care and feeding feature should mirror that. So I've picked recocking tile countertops as the subject. You know, the grout between the tiles is really a cement product, so it's brittle and it can crack. And for that reason, we need to use something other than grout when we seal the countertop to the backsplash. We need something more flexible because the countertop and backsplash actually move ever so slightly, but they don't necessarily move together and in the same direction. And what we use is a form of caulking. It's usually a latex caulk. And even though it's basically a rubber product, over time it will fail. The most common way you'll notice the failure is by visible signs of cracking. Now, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your countertop. Caulking replacement is truly routine home maintenance. The uh, three tools that I use to remove the old caulking are a utility knife, a single-edge razor blade, and a shop vac. And it won't take you long to figure out the system that works for you. 
but I generally start by cutting at about a 45-degree angle right into the joint where the top joins the backsplash. Then I switch to the razor blade, and I cut the caulking away from the deck and away from the splash. And I've got a long-handled blade holder. Boy, that's paid for itself many times over. If you're only going to do this once in a while, at least get a style of razor blade holder that painters use for removing paint from window glass. They're not very expensive, but they'll give you some control over that blade, and it'll certainly help to reduce the finger fatigue. So you keep working with the utility knife and the razor blade, vacuuming the residue up from time to time until all of the old caulking has been removed. And at this point, then clean both surfaces with acetone to remove any oily residue. Boy, I'll tell you what, since learning that secret, my replacement work has lasted much, much longer than it used to. Now, color selection of the caulking is actually sometimes the most challenging part of the whole uh, the whole process. There are at least a couple dozen different standard colors produced by each of the major caulking manufacturers. If you happen to have some grout left over from the original tile installation, the caulking color will be the same as the grout color shown on the package. But if you have no idea, well, visit your local tile supplier and ask for a color sample chart or color chips. And by holding the samples next to the grout, you should be able to get real close. Just remember, grout does get discolored with age and, of course, with grime and dirt. So you got to try to find some that isn't dirty or either that or clean it up. And the caulking that you select is going to come in a 10-ounce tube. You'll need a caulking gun to put it on. So you put the tube in the gun, cut a small piece off the tip at about 45-degree angle using your utility knife, and then you slowly squeeze the gun trigger until caulking comes out of the tip. From this point on, your best friend is going to be a wet rag. Place the tip of the tube at a 45-degree angle into the joint formed where the countertop joins the backsplash. You slowly squeeze the trigger while dragging the tip along the joint for, well, two or three feet. And eventually you'll be comfortable working longer stretches of counter, but initially keep the runs short. Wet your index finger and tool that caulking by dragging your finger along the joint to smooth it out. This is the artistic part of the job. I can... You know, I can tell you how all day long, but until you try it for yourself, it won't have much meaning. So you keep wiping the caulking off your finger onto the wet rag and keep smoothing it until you like the result. It takes some effort to get it right, but boy, it's well worth it. The care and feeding of your home is a weekly feature brought to you by Terra Firma Foundation Systems. If you have doors that stick or won't latch when closed, or if you have cracks forming in your walls at the corners of doors and windows, or maybe you've got cracks forming in your foundation, you need to give Terra Firma a call. Their toll-free number is 888-493-0430. Again, that's 888-493-0430. You can also learn more at their website, handymanterrafirma.com. Of course, for me, that's an easy one to remember. It's all one word, handymanterrafirma.com. Well, Eric, what do you think? Was I uh, pretty close to the way you have to replace that caulking? Right on the money, including right. the uh, little, I guess, the uh, artistic part of the process. It is artistic. It's not something, it's something I can, you can watch somebody do. It's something that uh, I can tell people how to do. But until you actually do it, you don't know how much to squeeze out of the tube. You don't know how much pressure to put on your finger. You don't know how much water to 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 put on your finger to tool it it's an art yep and don't grab one sheet of paper towel just grab a roll of it and start with that absolutely you First know time, 
Honestly, I have a box of old Terry rags that I do it with. Yep, I I keep rinsing them out and rinsing them out. Hey, during the next hour, I'll continue taking all your home improvement calls to 503-417-9595 or 877-733-1011. And, of course, we're going to continue talking to Eric Gorenson from Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath. But right now... Hey, let's catch up on the news and weather. Welcome back. Or if you're just joining us, this is the Radio Northwest Network, and you're listening to Around the House with Handyman Bob. Now, each Saturday, my mission from noon to two is to help you successfully complete your honeydew list or maybe get started with a major project you're planning. It all starts when you give me a call. This is Guest Expert Saturday on Around the House. In the studio with me is Eric Gorenson from Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath. He's a certified kitchen and bath designer who's been working his craft for about 20 years. So if you want to know anything about remodeling or new construction of a kitchen or bath, Eric is the guy to talk with. But I don't want to limit the conversation to kitchen and bath design. We can talk about anything having to do with maintenance, repair, remodeling, and renovation of your home. It all starts when you call me. The phone lines are open. I want you to join in the conversation at 503-417-9595 and 877-733-1011. Today, we're also welcoming back an old friend, 30 Seconds Outdoor Cleaning Products. I know you can probably name them all. First came the original outdoor cleaner. Next came spray and walk away. And last year, they introduced 30 Seconds Outdoor Painters Prep. And if you'd like a shot at winning a gallon of one of these three products, just send me your handy tip of the week. You can send it to handyman at kxl.com, or you can post it to my Facebook page, Ask Handyman Bob. And we'll, uh, about 1.30, we'll, uh, at random, we'll pick a winner. And we'll tell you how you're going to redeem the gallon of your product of your choice. Hey, uh, Eric, you and I were uh, talking earlier about your cabinets being all made in America. Let's explore that just a little bit because uh, one of the Saturdays, you know, I have uh, uh, Guest Expert Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's the first Saturday of the month. The second Saturday of every month is work with a pro when I bring somebody on from the professional remodelers organization. The third Saturday of the month is made in America Saturday. Mm -hmm. And the fourth Saturday of the month is training the trades where we talk to somebody who is training youngsters or training oldsters to work inside the trades. Uh, And then the fifth Saturday, if there happens to be one, I just call it my wild card Saturday (laughs) and handyman Bob gets to pick the topic. Nice. So, hey, as soon as we talk to Becky in Milwaukee, though, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about your your cabinets that are all American made. Absolutely. In the meantime, though, rule number one around the house is when the phone rings, you answer it. And uh, Becky from Milwaukee's calling. Hi, Becky. Welcome to Around the House. Hi, boy. I need a handyman at my house. That's for sure. Hey, among the many projects that need to be done, I have a house built in '78, and I have existing um, tile that has the white grout that gets moldy, and I want to keep my bathtub. I really like it. It's kind of an off-green, but it, I need new fixtures and new tile. I was wondering if that's 
possible to keep my existing bathtub, and I don't know how you would even do the back tile and replace all the fixtures with how I can salvage my bathtub, or do I need to rip everything out and start over? Eric? Yeah, well, it's depending on, uh, you know, is it one of the older cast iron tubs that has all that beautiful character, or is it just a... Uh, is it just a 70s steel tub that you really enjoy? I think it's like a 70s regular okay. size bath tub, kind yeah. of a light green. But, okay. but I like the size, and it's cast iron, I believe, but it's not ornate with feet or anything. Yeah, I mean, you can get those things refinished. Uh, the one thing is, though, when you're tearing out that tile and you're, and you're stripping it back down to that tub, that's really the time, if you're going to replace that tub, to do it. That, uh, you know, so and usually it's going to be less money to replace that tub than to put another one in there. So, again, it's going to be come down to condition. It's, if it's still shiny and it's well, looking good, the then I'd leave it alone. Fine. It's, it's shiny and everything, but it's the, I definitely need new fixtures in the tub. Like the, the drain doesn't want to drain right. The, the little, when you pull the handle up and it's. Yeah. Uh, you can leave, you it, save that leave it in place and replumb it. Yeah, and replumb it. Leave it in place and, and put new tile around it. Yeah, put some nice, uh, I'd, I'd recommend with the tile, uh, when you put new tile up there, use the polyurethane grouts because those things are, one, waterproof, two, you're not going to get the mold and mildew that you do with, uh, with, the, new, with the new tile systems and stuff. Uh, they're so much more foolproof than they were, you know, even yeah, 10 you, years ago. You just can't, you can't even clean it, really. There's just no way to get it totally clean anymore. Boy, he, I replaced he, it. He's absolutely Pardon right me. with that recommendation on that on that grout. You know what it sounds like, Becky, to me? Um, several years ago, my wife and I went to Mexico. We ended up hand carrying, literally, on the plane, a vanity sink because <laughs> it was hand painted and decorated in Mexico. It's not the highest quality sink I've ever mm-hmm. seen, but we loved it. We hand carried it back and I remodeled the entire bathroom around the vanity sink. So if you like your 70s tub, keep your 70s tub and remodel your bathroom around it. Embrace your tub. Embrace your tub. Aren't the new tubs um, all plastic and a lot smaller than the older ones? No. You can get cast iron tubs that look like they were there 30 years ago. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of tub options out there. Okay. Well, the bigger I get, I might want a bigger tub, I suppose. The older I get... Well, you know, a lot depends, too, on the amount of space that you have to put that tub in mm-hmm. as to whether well, or not you're going to be able to put a bigger one in. Mm-hmm. Mine's worse than that because I have carpeting in my bathroom, and when my kids were little, the toilet overflowed a couple times, and that needs to come out, too. I mean, I love the carpet, but not very functional. Sounds no. like you're getting close to a kitchen room, uh, to a cool, complete bathroom remodel. So. That's what it sounds like. Well, you can start How digging in around that tub. How that usually? How much money is it for, like, a bathroom remodel if you don't do high-end? You just do new tile and maybe the bathtub. Becky? tile on the floor. Becky, let me ask you a question. How much is a new car? A lot. Really? I don't have one, believe me. Okay, but, but what you've just asked, Eric, and I always answer the question General. when people ask me, you know, there is no way without... Eyes on right. that either one of us can tell you how much because there's no average. Do you no want average. a Kia? Do you want a Bentley? Exactly. And it's that right. same range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you can have a Kia bathroom or you can have a Bentley bathroom or you can have a Ford or Chevrolet bathroom. Absolutely. And, right. And, and what you have to do is 
is with somebody's guidance like Eric, you decide those kinds of things. I do need his guidance. I'll have to look him up. Yep, just uh, actually jump on our website at locabmetry.com, and there's a whole little form you can fill out, and uh, we can come out and give you a free estimate and take a look at what you need to do. Oh, right, okay, because I, I have no idea what kind of rot I might have behind the tile or anything. It could be a big problem. Everywhere. You know what, Becky? Just go to locabinetry.com, and I'm sure that Eric will be more than happy to okay. uh, to give you advice and counsel. And uh, those are the kinds of calls that I love to get where, where we can help folks at least focus on a way to go ahead, a way to proceed and step at a time. And we've got another call coming in. We're probably not going to be able to uh, finish the call, but I want to at least let Rick know that we're listening to him, uh, Rick in Vancouver. I think he's got a question for us. Hi, Rick. Welcome to Around the House. Hello there. Hey, I bought a house a couple of years ago. Uh, it's got a 20-year-old water heater, and I started thinking about the anode rod. I yep. looked at the top of it and uh, did a little research, and apparently some of them are actually uh, an extension of the hot water uh, going out of the hot water heater. Yep. It, it may be too late already for that water here. I don't know what the previous owner did, but uh, I was thinking about anode rod, which is probably the most overlooked uh, thing you can do for keeping your hot water heater hot and not. Yep, you're, abs- you're absolutely right. And I'll tell you what, after the, uh, the break, I'll come back on and we'll talk just a little bit about anode rods and we'll talk about dip tubes and we'll talk about water heaters since this is the second water heater that we've talked about today. And yep. uh, I think that that's, uh, that's great. So you just stick around and keep on listening, and I'll address it. But I'm going to tell you right up front, Rick, if it's 20 years old, it's time yep. to replace it, my friend. Go get yourself one. You will pay for it in the efficiency of the newer models, and it won't take very long to pay back the cost of it. And I really appreciate you listening to the show. Stick around, and we'll talk about water heaters uh, when, when we do come back. And uh, I'll continue taking all the other home improvement calls to 503-417-9595 and 877-733-1011 just as soon as Around the House returns. Welcome back, or if you're just joining us, this is the Radio Northwest Network, where you're listening to Around the House with Handyman Bob. You know, my mission from noon to two every Saturday is to help you uh, knock out your honeydew list. Speaking of honeydew lists, I want you to send me your handy tip of the week, because in about 15 minutes, we'll pick a winner from all the entries to handyman at kxl.com and to my Facebook page, Ask Handyman Bob. And I'll tell you there how to redeem a gallon of the 30 Seconds Outdoor Cleaning product of your choice. And joining me in the studio for Guest Expert Saturday is Eric Gorenson from Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath. And both of us are ready, willing, and hopefully able to answer your questions. Phone lines are open. I'm taking all your calls to 503-417-9595 or 877-733-1011. And I'm going to uh, relinquish some of the answering of questions right now to Plumber John in Portland, who's got a comment on the water heaters. Hey, Plumber John, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I was listening to your show, and, you know, like I said, it caught my attention when you're talking about water heaters. I've been plumbing since 1978, and uh, 
I intend on getting my, my contractor's license here in about a month or so. Um, you're, you were talking about anoid rods, and usually they don't have to be replaced unless you get a distinct smell of rotten eggs in your house. Uh, and you would have to have about five to six foot of clearance over the water heater in, in order to uh, replace the anoid rod. And, and uh, other than that, then you would have to take it out from where it's at and then take the anoid rod out. And it's been my experience, if you're going to take the water heater, heater out, drain it, take it out, you know, set it aside in a clear area, you probably might as well just replace the whole thing. Well, I'll tell you what, I sure am glad I took your call before I started going on air because I'm hearing an echo in my headset. <laughs> because that's exactly where I was going with that. Right. Uh, that, that stiff anode rod, is it's long, it dips down. Uh, tell us what it does. Well, it just kind of filters out some of the, um, you know, the, the stuff that's in the water, you know, any kind of uh, 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 chemicals or, or, or gravel or sediment that gets into the water heater. In case it's smelling, you know, it stops it from, uh, you know, getting a bad smell. Well, it, it, and I think it uh, works on the basis of electrolysis, not unlike the zincs that you use on the hull of a ship. Uh, right. To keep it from eating up the um, the propeller and the hull of the ship, and what happens is that the anode rod is actually being dissolved or eaten up through electrolysis, uh, and it is through the impurities in the water, the minerals in the water. The heavier the water, the more you need that anode rod. And for people in the uh, Portland metropolitan area and some of the outlying communities. Uh, our water is so pure coming out of Bull Run and has just such a beautiful balance of, of minerals that I have never even seen much of a deposit in the bottom of a water heater. But when uh, Rick called from Vancouver with his question, he first started off by saying, I've got a 20-year-old water heater, and that's when the flag exactly. went up for me. That water heater is, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do any maintenance on a water heater that's 20 years old. If it's still heating good... Okay, I might leave it in there, but I'm going to be setting aside some dollars to replace it. Yeah, knowing that you uh, know that it may have to be replaced soon, uh, you know, and, and if it's if it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. Exactly. Uh, uh, you know, a, a good maintenance thing, and this is what I've been, you know, around the country at different places, like in Nevada, they they got terrible terrible water there as far as the bottom of the tanks filling up. Right, sediment uh, with. You know, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I always advise them that, you know, every six months or year, it doesn't have to be, you know, that accurate. But, you know, put a hose on the end of your, uh, the, uh, the hose bib on your water heater and flush it out. Yep. So that cleans out the rest of the tank. It also saves you money because it's not, the water heater's not working that hard to heat up the actual water. And that's particularly true in the gas-fired water heaters where you're using a flame to impinge on the bottom of that tank in order to right. heat the water. Unfortunately, uh -huh. if you get a big sediment buildup, it absorbs a lot of that heat energy. But here in the Portland market, I have, uh, I've, I've personally tested it uh, on my own tanks, and uh -huh. over time, I have never found any sediment buildup in any of my tanks or in any of my customers' tanks. And in talking with my own personal plumbers on it, um, we've just kind of decided that in the Portland marketplace, if we're on city water, 
it's a non-problem, and so I don't even bother telling people to uh, uh, to, to flush their tank in, in the Portland area. But, John, I am so glad that you called in to, uh, and I'll tell you what else, too. I'm glad that you're listening. I love to have the professionals out there listening to my show because sometimes I need answers that I don't have an, uh, answers to the questions. Uh, so you keep on listening to the show, and uh, and you call in and be a frequent caller. I would really appreciate it. And let's see if we can uh, slip down here and get uh, Linda in Roseburg. Hey, Linda, welcome to Around the House. Thank you. What can I help you with? Well, we are in the process of remodeling our kitchen. Uh, we're going to put in new flooring, new uh, appliances, uh, and new countertops. All right. Where do we start? You know, the first thing I do is I start planning. Um, I will tell clients, jump on Pinterest or one of those other programs that you can put on your smartphone or an app on your laptop or computer. Uh-huh. And go through and pick out all the pictures that you love and all the pictures that you hate and put them in two different folders. Those will tell your designer two great stories of the style that you're looking for and the things that you don't appreciate or don't like. And that, that, is part of the, is, that planning process is really key to start with. Almost as important to know what you don't like as it is to know what you do like. It sure. Is. It is. And that's, that's a great basis foundation to start with. And then start designing. Uh, you know, I start working on the cabinets pretty early because that's, one of the big selections in the kitchen that you can base that off of. So I, I, I pick that. I pick typically countertops and then start working on tile black, backsplashes and those kind of things. Cabinets and flooring are usually the early in the game. Linda, did that answer your question or do you want to hold over the break? And did he say, did he say um, flooring is the last thing to do? No, flooring and cabinets, I put flooring up pretty quick because those two need to play well together. Let me put okay. you on hold, Linda, because I'd like to uh, continue this conversation as we come back out of our break. And I'll also continue taking other calls to 503-417-9595 or 877-733-1011. And we'll take all of those calls just as soon as Around the House returns. Welcome back, or if you're just joining us, this is the Radio Northwest Network, where you're listening to Around the House with Handyman Bob. Now, my mission each Saturday is simply to help you with any of your home improvement projects. So grab that honeydew list. Give me a call right now. We've still got a few more minutes we can talk. The number's here in the studio, 503-417-9595, and our toll-free number is 877-733-1011. We'll talk about anything having to do with maintenance, repair, remodeling, or renovation of your home. And speaking of honeydew lists, it's time to select the winner of the Handy Tip of the Week. This is going to be a regular feature on Around the House where each week you'll have a shot at winning a gallon of 30 Seconds Outdoor Cleaning product of your choice. You could pick from the original Outdoor Cleaner, the Spray and Walk Away, or 30 Seconds Outdoor Painter's Prep. So we have picked a winner. And this week it is, well, my goodness sakes, it is Kimmy Ray and... uh, uh, if you've heard her name before, you know she is a regular listener, and she was gone last week. She was out fishing in the ice, as a matter of fact, doing some ice fishing. But uh, here's her handy tip. Uh, she said she found it just by accident. I had a stainless steel pot in my hand, sat it on my white dryer as I was doing laundry. It left a dark mark all over. Tried to wipe it off. Nothing removed it. And then the light bulb went on. Ceramic top cleaner. Guess what? It polished it all out, so... Now my white dryer is white once more, 
And that ceramic top cleaner that she's talking about is the ceramic top cleaner for her range, her brand-new range, I guess a couple years old now, and she knows how to keep that range clean. You do it every day. And that is the secret to keeping one of those ceramic top ranges clean. We're going to run back out here to uh, Linda in Roseburg, who is listening to us. Uh, it looks like uh, you're probably listening to us on KPNW out of Eugene, even though you're listening listening to us in Roseburg. Right, Linda? That's correct. Fantastic. Okay. Well, the two of you were talking about... Uh, um, and the two being Linda and Eric Gorenson with Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath. We're talking about where do you start, how do you do a remodel, how do you get started with it. And, uh, Eric, I'm going to let you and Linda pick it back up and take it for a couple of three minutes, and then we're going to go to Jerry in Milwaukee. Yeah, so, Linda, are you, are you looking at just doing a whole complete renovation there, or what's your, what's your thought process on this to help you through the process? We're going to leave the cabinets. They're in good okay. condition. Okay. But it's just the countertops and the, and the uh, appliances and the flooring. Okay. And, you know, do I, do, I, do I start with the flooring or do I start with the countertops and then work my way down? I wasn't sure which way to, to go. You know, in your situation where you've got the cabinets in there, uh, what I would do is I'd start working with the flooring next and then start working with your countertops and backsplashes after that. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Thank now, you so much. Now, one thing to keep in mind, if you're looking at putting stone on those cabinets, and I run into this all the time that we end up trying to fix it later, but when you put that stone on the cabinets, if you're going to do that, that's awesome on existing cabinetry. But the problem is, if your cabinets are failing five years down the road, seven years down the road, you're throwing away those stone countertops. They're not going to come back off and go back onto new cabinetry. So that's just something to think about if you're putting quartz or stone on there, that, that, that you're investing in that process. And refacing and those kind of things are, are a, what I would call a typical fix-it kind of thing. But refacing typically only lasts two to three, four years before you start having some issues with veneers coming off and things like that. So you're going to limit yourself in that process if you do. If the cabinets are wonderful, great. But if there's just on that edge, it's something to think about. If you're already that far into it, sometimes it's better to put new cabinets in. Gotcha. Okay. Maybe I made a better um, rethink, maybe. <laughs> just just food for thought. I have a lot of people that will call up that just bought a house with new countertops, and we end up throwing away a lot of granite that way, and it's pretty sad. Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. Linda, right. thank you so much for listening to the show and for calling in, taking time to call in. Great call. Now let's run out real quick and talk to Jerry in Milwaukee. This is Water Heater Day. Hi, Jerry. Welcome to Around the House. Hi, Bob. Hey, I got a water heater. It's probably seven years old, eight years old. And when I go to warm the water up in the bathtub, like turn the hot water on only, yep, it comes out very black. And then I shut it off, and then I turn it back on, it comes out clear. Okay, I don't think that's a water heater issue. It sounds to me like you've got an issue with the faucet itself, and uh, uh, when I hear black, I typically think of a gasket or a seal that is breaking down because of the chlorine in the water. Uh, rubber will do that, and to the point where if you touch that that rubber that's decomposing, it's almost like having lamp black on your hands. Right, I've done that before. Yeah, and so I'm thinking that you've probably got something that is breaking down and failing in that in the faucet itself, in the mixer valve. Uh, let me ask you this. I said mixer valve, but is it uh, a two-faucet system or a single faucet? It's a single Moen faucet. It's a single mm -hmm. Moen, okay. Um, 
mowing is usually pretty reliable. Uh, you and having said that, they use uh, two, three, and four different types of O-rings on the mowing cartridge. So depending upon which mixer valve you have, um, you, you might just start by replacing the the mixer valve. It's or not the full valve, but the uh, cartridge in the mixer valve. Now, typically, we don't have a shutoff for the water directly to the bath uh, or to the tub, so you're right, going right. to you'll have to shut off the water to the house to do this. But it's a real easy process to get that uh, mixer or to get the cartridge out of there. I think that would be my starting point because I'm betting that one of those O-rings is breaking down. So I can get to that without taking the whole tile off. Absolutely. Yep. 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 You do it just by taking the handle off and taking you take the escutcheon plate and the handle off. And then, uh, of course, this is all with the water off now. Right, right. And then there's a split ring that you're going to, you're just going to tip that up and you're going to, now, I will tell you, it's going to take two boys and a man to pull that thing out of the, the first time. Sometimes you got to get that puller, too, to pull that thing out of there I have it's a, in there. I have a Moen faucet uh, cartridge puller that I use for that very reason. But, yeah, just know that you're going to have to really reef on it to pull it straight out. It doesn't twist or do anything else. You, you just pull it straight out, and it will come out. And then when you have it in your hands, you'll know which one to get as a replacement. Uh, Eric, any thoughts other than that? No, I agree. It, you know, that faucet's talking to you. It's giving you a, that's, that's the red warning light on the dash of the car saying, you know, you've got a problem coming. So that's, if it was red, I'd say you, you, you're talking galvanized pipe or yep. something like that. But black is, uh, yeah, it's almost oh, always it's, a rubber, rubber gasket. Black is black, yeah. Black? Oh, well, if it's black, you've got a rubber issue. Thank you very much. Jerry, thank you for listening. I hope you'll tune in again and listen to Around the House on a regular basis and call us back after you've found the problem and fixed it or not. If uh, if I sent you off on a wild goose chase, I'll own up to it. But you uh, you call us back, and if you replace that cartridge uh, and, and you still got that problem, you do call, call me back because there, there are very few other things. I can't think of anything else, Eric, in that line that's going to go black. Yeah, unless there's some other kind of expansion tank that's failing in the hot water system or something like that that would be doing it. But that's super, super rare. I yeah, mean, and typically we don't put the hot the uh, expansion tank on the uh, hot side anyway. It's yeah, on the cold side. It's on the, almost always on the cold side. So, yep. Yeah. So yep. I can't think of anything else that would be Mm-mm. failing that would be contaminating only that side. No. So. Hey, we've got a couple of minutes left. Let me tell you a, a horrific story about expansion tanks. Uh, used to do a lot of work out at Orenco Station in Hillsboro. Um, the the builder used Apollo heating systems. Now that's a hydro uh, hydroponic, I think is the the way they say it, uh, or hydronic heating hydronic. system. So it's it's water heated out of a gas water heater, and it's run through a heat exchanger. They blow the air through it, kind of like the the radiator heater in your car, and that's how they got the hot water. Well. That system specified that they have a an expansion tank in the cold water line. So they did. They put it in. And where were they putting it? They were putting it up in the attic. And what happened was that uh, several of these expansion tanks began to fail. The way they were failing was that the steel, you know, the rubber would decompose. Now water is impinging on the inside of the steel jacket of that expansion tank. Eventually it it rusted through, and it would drip, 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 and finally it would let go, and you'd have water at 60, 70 pounds of pressure all over the attic. 
I saw the result of it in one home where it brought down all of the ceiling for two stories and, uh, you know, two floors and insulation and everything else. It was not a pretty sight. So that said, we'll just kind of (laughs) close this, this segment with, uh, with the horror story of expansion tanks. I guess the moral of that story is if you're going to put in an expansion tank, put it in near the water heater in the garage or someplace where if it lets go, you can at least see it, 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 it's dripping away. So, hey, you know what? When we come back, we're going to have a little bit of fun with Mr. Barbecue, and we'll do it just as soon as Around the House returns. Yeah, welcome back to Around the House, where I hope we've answered some of your questions and maybe helped you get your honeydew list under control. Seemed like it was water heater Saturday around here. But if you think of something else you need help with after the show ends, just drop a note to handyman at kxl.com. Then go out and be sure and like my Facebook page, Ask Handyman Bob. And I'd also ask you to follow me on Twitter, at Ask Handyman Bob. And if you missed any of the show today, you want to hear what you missed, or you want to go back and uh, repeat it because you, you missed something and you want to write it down, the podcast will be available soon on my radio webpage, and you'll find that at askhandymanbob.info. And it's that time of the week that I always look forward to. I get a chance to talk with my radio brother, Bruce Bjorkman, otherwise known as... Mr. Barbecue. Try it again. I didn't have Miss- any up. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> I've got three switches to pull, and I couldn't pull the right one. <laughs> And again, Bruce Bjorkman, also known as Mr. Barbecue. All right. All right. (laughs) Well. (laughs) So nice nights, we had to say it twice, twice. Exactly. It's kind of like going to Walla Walla. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or Virgil Virgil Chevrolet Chevrolet. That would do it, too. So. um, No, I don't, but. What kind of a week, Jeff? Long, 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 long. Long, 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 long. Long. Feel like a piece of pulled taffy again. Okay. You know, working on uh, updating owner's manuals and stuff, and, you know, that is just such... That's tedious. Oh, tedious detail work, yeah. let me tell you. It drives me out of my tree. Yep. Hey, but I think we're on the homeward bound stretch on that one. Well, I had an outstanding week, and I'll tell you all about it as we take our field trip today. Yeah. Yes, Christina. We, we are, are going to take a field, field trip. trip. <laughs> <laughs> She's grabbing her headset. Yeah. Where are you guys sh- going? Uh, we'll give you three guesses. Uh, savory spice. There you, you go. You got it. She ding, yeah. ding, ding. We yeah. have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. We're going to go see Jim and Ann at Savory Spice Shop. Yeah. We'll have fun. Oh, we will. We will. Keep an eye out for a beginner's spice rack set. Okay. Oh, that's not a problem. They've got them. Yeah. Okay. They've got all kinds of them. Because so. that's what I, that's. That's what you need. That's what you're looking for? Yeah, that's going to be a purchase for me in the near future. Okay, very good. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll talk to Jim and Ann about that, and then when you come in, they'll know exactly what What to to get you. What to give you, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and if they listen to your guys' shows, they should recognize my voice. They might do that, too. I'll bet they do. Yeah. I'll bet they do. Perfect. matter of fact, I'll take a picture in. (laughs) Have you seen this woman? That's right, wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not the one with the numbers across your chest. No, no not, not that, that picture. One. No, yeah. no, not mm-hmm. that picture. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with that. You and I have had those pictures for years. Yeah. <laughs> Just look in any post office. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Savory Spy Shop. Right. We're going to go in there today. We're going to invade them. And, I, you know, there are 
two spots there that just always get to me. <laughs> One of them is the popcorn because they yeah, always have I knew a, you were going to say that. Well, they've always got a different topping on the popcorn. Right. They they put a combination of seasonings together on yeah. the on the popcorn. Yeah, and Jim's got a very special popcorn sprinkle or rub that he makes up, which is absolutely phenomenal. Well, he's, he, he's had two or three or four yeah. different ones when I've been in there. And then the other one is those little squeeze bottles of, you know, on the rice cracker. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'm going to take home a bottle of wasabi today. Now, oh, okay. We, we are in love with the Chipotle. Yeah. It is divine. Absolutely divine. And I didn't realize Chipotle is, it's not the poblamo, it's which Jalapeno. Pepper? Jalapeno. It's, it's a roasted jalapeno. Smoked. Smoked and roasted jalapeno. Oh, it's so good. And then it's ground up and made into powder. It is so good. Yeah. I just I had no idea that's what it was, but uh, particularly good on eggs, mm-hmm. really good on hash browns. It's yep. really good. I just dipped my finger in it. It's really good. <laughs> so looking You're forward. incorrigible. You know I that? I know. Well, you know, but that's that's a new flavor. It's a it, it's a new treat. Yeah. And it's not. And I think it's one of those. It, it's got a little bit of heat to it. But it's right. got so much flavor through right. it. It's very savory. That's it. As opposed to being hot. Right. And, and on, that's why it's a good stuff. And, yeah. and I would tell you that the mackerel chipotle rub that we sell is probably one of our top sellers. Is it really? Yeah. You combine that with our sweet rub. Oh, yeah, yeah baby. We're Ooh. talking good stuff. Well, and uh, talking about good stuff. Speaking of that, what's on your show I knew today? you were going to ask me that. Well, you know what? I have gonna, I'm going to put out the most mind-blowing chicken wing recipe you've ever, ever heard based on a childhood sandwich. Peanut butter and jelly chicken wings? I don't know. What do you think, Gary? I don't know. No. I don't know. Hey, don't uh, knock it till you try it, guys. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell you right now. Well, I'm going to stick around you know. to go to Sarah sure. with you, so I'll be listening. Well, we'll have a big focus all on Super Bowl because that's what's happening this weekend. Fantastic. Hey, and that's all the time we got for this week. My thanks to Christina Kemp for keeping all the tools sharp today. David Shirtliff, who does a great job keeping the communication system alive. Eric Gorenson from Lake Oswego Kitchen and Bath, who joined us for Guest Expert Saturday. Most of all, though, I want to thank you for listening. I want you to be here again next Saturday from noon to 2 as we once again talk about maintenance, repair, remodeling, and renovation of your home. Until then, though, be sure you do what you love and love what you do. This is the Radio Northwest Network. I'm Handyman Bob, and you've been listening to Around the House. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. For Carolyn B., I'm Eric G., and you've been listening to a throwback Thursday of Eric G. on Around the House. Have a great rest of the week. We'll see you on Saturday. Don't forget this weekend show because you know something? We got a heck of a giveaway. See you Saturday. Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.